0: Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that's kissing its friends just for fun. No big deal, no pressure, nothing going on. I'm Alex.
2: Some days seem dark, but other days are pretty fucking great and pretty fun because <laughs> everyone's falling in love in a new and fresh way.
0: <laughs> I'm Justin. And we are going to be talking about Chapter 72 to Die For, which was a huge Huge. huge episode of Riverdale, so much. I got to tell you, it was so huge. I, I mean, I normally watch the episodes a couple of times anyway, just to like really get the nuance. Yeah, uh, but this one was one that I was like, I was watching, and I kind of could not process everything that yeah. was going on. And watching it the second time through, I was like, all right, okay, I get, I get what was going on because I kept expecting these different swerves to happen that were going to happen. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot to take in.
2: Yeah, and uh, what I love about this episode is it's unabashedly like, oh, here are some reveals. Like, yes, just like crazy, just like hard turns, hard stops, just hard. Like, no, they tried to kill Jughead. They have this had this scam the whole time. Like all of these like big hits, just said very subtly. It yeah. wasn't like I, I feel like in seasons past, it was like you know big dramatic build up and like boom, the reveal of uh, the black hood. This is like, hit, hit, hit,
0: hit. Well, it was also so meta the entire time. And we'll talk about this, but not that it is out of the realm of possibility for Riverdale, because it's certainly done this before. But the amount of clearly commenting on what they knew was going to be the conversation around not just Jughead dying, quote-unquote, but the romantic stuff that happens in this episode as well, Like it's pulled right out of Reddit, pulled right out of Twitter. It's them commenting on what's... It's multiple characters commenting on what's happening in the episode the same way viewers have been commenting on what's going on. And I honestly thought that was such a smart decision.
2: It's so good. And honestly, I think Riverdale's the only show, the only like piece of content that could do this. It's like, imagine if Star Wars was like... Emperor Palpatine or whatever is like, Ray. I bet you're wondering if I'm your dad. <laughs> have you been thinking about yeah, that? Because a lot of people in here yeah. have been talking about it.
0: And uh, you're probably wondering if you and uh, Kylo are related, that would put a real kibosh on hashtag Raylo, yeah.
2: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and that's literally what this show yes. is throwing out, Bargie and Bughead, which is oh a God. crazy
0: <laughs> thing to do. And they've done that before. Like, they've used the hashtag names before. They've yeah. used the shipping names before. But there was such... A density of them In this episode There was the I mean we'll talk about The Kevin speech Later on That, happened. As it's
2: known The but Kevin speech The Kevin
0: speech That was the point Where I was like I feel like my brain Is breaking yep. right now While I'm watching this
2: Like I've, I've said many times On this podcast Riverdale's the only show Where they could say No remember Last week on Riverdale <laughs> This crazy thing happened And we'd be like Yeah I know yeah, We're all funny. watching this together Characters and hu- real humans
0: <laughs> And then they show up Next to you And they're like What do you think About the scene so far <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. We've gone crazy. This yes. episode has shattered us. Uh,
0: Pretty much. Uh, now, a couple of things. I'm going to recap what brought us to this point, which is yeah. a lot of stuff. We're, of course, going to talk through the episode. We also got some theories and comments and questions from you all on Instagram and on Twitter that... If we have time, we will definitely get to as many of them as we can get to. Uh, we also, you might notice, Pete is not here this yes. week, unfortunately. We are not able to talk about this with Pete, which I got to say, there'd be a lot of shouting.
2: Yes, and that's so it's fine. Give ourselves, yeah, a, all right. give
0: our ears a break. He, however, did send in a statement on this episode to us. Yes. So we'll go through the whole recap and then we'll read Pete's statement at the end. Sound yes. good?
2: Like a disgraced politician, Pete has a statement <laughs> for us to read yeah. about this fiasco that yes, he's embroiled
0: in. Many Mistakes of <laughs> the past, and we'll make more in the future. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So lots of stuff going on in River. The big thing that you need to know, of, of course, about is that Jughead is presumed dead. He dead. he's dead. He's dead he's when we dead. go into the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent dead, and he's dead at the end of the episode 100% as well. Inside. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's gonna be interesting. <laughs> uh, so Jughead was hit on the head by a rock, presumably by the Stonewall Prep Squad. It's in find- the name Stone stone. Big clue. And he's the wall. Exactly. Amanda the wall waller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? Think.
2: That's all right in front it's of us. It's all
0: connected. Yeah. Uh, so Jughead got hit in the head by a rock. Uh, they tried to frame Betty Cooper for doing it. Uh, however, she saw through the ruse with the help of her half-brother, Charles Smith, uh, found out that in fact they hit her with a powder called Devil's Breath that froze her. They put the rock in her hand and tried to, again, not just frame her for the murder, but also hide Jughead's, make them hide Jughead's body and hide the crime so that I guess they can always have something over them. Right. right.
2: It's really wild. Yes. It, the scam, the, the scheme that's revealed in this episode is, is wild. It relies on a lot of factors that they have no control over. Right. But it mostly works. It
0: does mostly work.
2: Both All the scam schemes in this episode, both yeah. mostly work. Essentially,
0: what they boil down to is there's this chess match where everybody is essentially playing tops two moves ahead. Yeah. Uh, so it is Betty versus the Stonewall Squad. Specifically, she is going for a woman named Donna Sweet, uh, who has turned out to not be the demure helper of Jughead, but in no. fact, the ringleader of the whole Stonewall Squad, including Brett Weston Wallace, who is a douchebag who goes to uh, Stonewall. Wall as well, who has had it in for Jughead, had it in for Betty, took a sex tape of both of them, uh, lorded it over them, and led to Jughead being framed for plagiarism. Kicked out of the school, and then they stole his book that he wrote for the Baxter Brothers Novel Series, uh, which is a series of Hardy Boys-esque novels uh, that he was working on up until that point. As a ghost writer, uh, also kind of important to know, sort of in the background of the episode, uh, is uh, there is Mr. DuPont, Francis DuPont, who is their English teacher at Stonewall Prep. He helped the Stonewall students steal the novel. He doesn't really play into the events here, but I, I think it's just sort of important information because that's certainly something motivating in the background. Now, Betty has been on the warpath, coming for Donna, turned the tables on her by revealing Jughead's body, but also switching the stone that was discovered covered in blood with a stone covered in fake blood. Hmm. Uh, so that was her big It was sent
2: off to be tested with by the, the FBI.
0: FBI. Who clearly was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Somebody? We took have, a minute the we have syrup. more important things to deal <laughs> yeah. with
2: is that a package from Riverdale don't
0: open it oh man oh is that one what? of those corn syrup blood <laughs> yeah. blood covered rocks lick it I'm not gonna lick that sweet uh, so that's what's going on uh, she also was hiding the murder the seeming murder with Archie and Veronica they last episode had been jumping around trying to keep secrets Archie revealed whatever their secret was to his mom Mary Andrews towards the end of the last episode but Veronica revealed it to nobody, including her sister, Hermosa, who became very suspicious and said she was going to start investigating Veronica. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of what you need to know. I mean, there's... More things like F.P. is the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, He was investigating the murder, and very specifically, Betty said F.P. needs to find Jughead's body. That's a little dangling detail that uh, gets paid off in this episode. Uh, And also, uh, there is an important character named Sweet Pea.
2: Yes, he is important, <laughs> and he does a lot in this episode. Like, says, hey, what the? And then he, that's uh, it.
0: Yeah, and then goes back to being on Looking for Alaska or whatever he's doing. Yeah. I think he's on a show called Nurses now. I could be wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Congrats to him. Hey, he's doing great. Yeah. Jordan Connor, Nurse guy. Yeah. Want to see him more.
2: And it is funny. He, he was sort of built up as, like, being a guest star in this episode, but it really, truly is to just put his face out there and be yeah. like, yeah. And
0: to their credit, though, people on Twitter were like, yes, yeah, sweet pea, my beautiful little boy is back, no. so even if he didn't really do that that much. So, you know, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, let's kick this off. Let's get into this, Justin. Let's
2: get into it. Let's uh, start at the beginning. There's a quote, which is not something we do on Riverdale very right. often. Um, Life's not an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier.
0: From Jughead Jones. From Jughead
2: Jones. Jones um,
0: born it, October 2nd uh, something or other. and yeah, then like 2000 something. The weird detail to me was they put that he died March 18th.
2: Yeah, which is still in the future.
0: (laughs) Well, no, no, no. It's still in the future, but it's also three days after the Ides of March party. So they were saying his death date is when they found his body, not when he was killed three days earlier.
2: Autopsy. I mean, Dr. Curdle. He's like, this body's dead. I'd like to pronounce this dead man dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do you think maybe uh, Betty came back and cocked him on the head a couple more times just to make sure? Finish Finish off the job. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, So what do you think about the quote? Um, Life's not an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. I mean, this plot, Is messy Yes And the way that they're playing this sort of revenge game Is messy um, as well Do you think that's the illusion
0: there? Well I mean I think It it succeeded at two things right First of all we've mentioned And everybody's mentioned that Jughead Cannot be dead because his narration has opened The episodes This is an episode that technically opened With the narration but teased the fact that He was actually dead so you spend the entire Episode wondering about that uh, and then I forgot what the other thing was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this yeah, this
2: conversation's go. not an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. It's much messier. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I do think the idea maybe being here that, like, um, the Murder on the Orient Express is about a, yeah. how a bunch of people um, separately contribute to the murder of a person, and they only solve it by looking at every, what everyone's
0: done. Right.
2: And there's a little bit of that to this, but it is just legitimately messy. Uh,
0: well, both the allusions that happen in the episode, both Agatha Christie and then later on at Jughead's funeral, yeah. uh, Betty reads... <laughs> it's
2: a very telling Sherlock Holmes right. <laughs> quote. Uh,
0: yeah, she reads a very telling Sherlock's quote, but it's from the final Sherlock Holmes story, the one where Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty tumble off of the ledge, never to be seen again, uh, and it's clearly meant to indicate that, like, like in the story, you never know whether they're dead or alive. Uh, but it, it doesn't, it, neither of them are one to one. Like Agatha yeah. Christie is not one to one. The closest, I think, in terms of stories that they reference is when Kevin references the Tom Sawyer story. Yeah. That was the point in the episode where I was like, okay, he's, yes, all right, he's coming back this episode, he's yeah. alive. We're going to uh, solve this thing.
2: But I do think uh, if Betty's quote about the, the Sherlock Holmes quote feels very pointed to like, hey, if we don't, hey, Stonies, if we don't break this cycle, we're going to kill each other. Yes. But she also does not seem interested in breaking the cycle. No, She's like, we all. have to kill the We Stonies. have to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's wild. Uh, But jumping into the episode uh, Itself uh, Betty gets a call It's Yale She's getting Jughead spot Which is a very standard thing Colleges do Right That's how I got into Cornell Yeah You murdered You let someone be murdered Yeah
0: (laughs) I murdered my boyfriend Yeah (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's a good essay. It's a good essay on yeah. why I murdered my boyfriend, and they're like, nice.
2: Yeah, a great that. extracurricular. You yes. know how hard it is to plan a murder? Let them uh, get away with
0: it? What is interesting to me in retrospect, knowing what we know by the end of the episode, is Betty's reaction here. Because again, watching it through the second time, there's a lot of reactions and a lot of deliveries that are a lot clearer. Yeah. The fact that she bursts out crying at this... Felt real to me, yeah. But it could have been a performance for Alice. I guess just Alice, actually, in particular. Uh, what was your takeaway from?
2: No, I, I mean, this was back when it was sort of you didn't know if Chuckett was alive per se, so it it felt like just a. Just a cry, yeah. Just a uh, in a sh- a show and uh, the last couple episodes where like a f- close friend and loved one of most of the characters died and they were pretty chill about it. Yeah, it was nice to see her be legit yeah, upset. Yeah. But uh, to your point, I think maybe on a second watch, since we know that she knew that Jughead's alive the entire time, she's crying because she gets her dream yeah. only at the expense of uh, of her boyfriend. Right,
0: and it is regardless. This is the expense of Jughead's dream. Yeah, uh, and. I also think similar to the throwing up at her bedroom scene At the beginning of the last episode Yeah we're, A lot of folks who are watching these episodes Are not understanding the amount of stress That these people would be going through And particularly Betty is so good at holding things in And just clenching And then coming out at uh, very difficult moments And I think here it could be the stress of keeping this secret Yeah She gets good news that's also bad news that's weird news, and you just have a reaction to it.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And also, if you were Yale, you wouldn't want
0: two Riverdale people there. Uh, That means Where's Stonewall? uh, Where is it? Yeah, where is it? Is it in Riverdale or it's It's outside? It's like a little
2: bit further away. (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: try and draw a map of Riverdale. I dare you. (laughs) I'm on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Going to take me the rest of the episode, but I'm on it.
2: uh, Good. Uh, Great sketching so far. Um, So many dead bodies on this map. Um, So then we get into this uh, runner throughout the episode of the documentary right? murder
0: Um, in a small town,
2: murder in a small town. Alice is very chill about the fact that she's (laughs) filming about this murder. Um, And at this point, she doesn't know that Jughead's alive. Right. So that's weird.
0: Yes. Alice's reaction. I mean, I Maitre is amazing, and she was so funny in this episode. Yes, and she, didn't she
2: direct this episode as well?
0: No, she directed the. She's directing the nineteenth episode. The nineteenth episode. Yeah, okay. this one. I actually forgetting who the director was, uh-huh. uh, but uh, yeah, uh, her reactions are so funny. This was part of my problem with watching the episode the first time through. Is I couldn't get what tone they were going for in the episode. That it felt like if you're really trying to sell the Jughead is dead why is everything so hilarious? Like, yeah. why is Alice hilarious? Why is all this Kevin stuff hilarious? Why is everybody acting so weird about everything, yet at the same time, we're supposed to feel something about that opening quote about the funeral? And I wasn't, the things were jarring for me. And I think ultimately what they were doing tone-wise was they made this decision to say, no, you know he's alive You're actually, if anything, in Donna Sweets' shoes this entire episode. So just go with it and enjoy the ride. ride. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I think, does it make textual sense with what Alice would do? Later on, they excuse it as she's stressed out, so she's making a documentary. Probably not, but it's yeah. more fun to watch this way.
2: Definitely. It, uh, it The movie To Die For, a Nicole Kidden movie from yes. back in the day, had this as a part of... I always remember the trailer uh, was on like a... Old movie that I had, we had on tape at our house yeah. for some reason, and the trailer had all this videotape footage. So it's like, oh, of course they took that stylistic thing, something Riverdale's so good at,
0: right? And to die for is, I love that movie. Yeah. Is if anybody's never seen it, super satirical, super yeah. dark thing, but it's very funny the entire time. So
2: it felt like they were taking that tone for sure, but also like dude, we're talking about the meta ness of the show. But like, if you're in world, if you live in in Riverdale, like a lot of like Reggie later, Kevin, they, they don't believe Jughead's dead, like. They're like, this sounds fucking crazy. I don't know. Like, sometimes people are dead and it's fucked up and they're super dead. Other times they're not or they're monsters or whatever. So, of course, everything is like...
0: Right. And another thing that I saw some people discussing that I'll just throw out to you is, and this is very much jumping ahead... Why didn't they tell Alice? Why did they tell everybody else, but they didn't tell Alice?
2: Well, she's a reporter. Right. And she also has shown many times that she's willing to sacrifice her relationship with her friends and family to go on the local news. Yes. <laughs> with no <laughs> cameraman and set up a camera and film something where she's like, oh, yeah, how about this? Yeah,
0: I, I think that I, I agree with that. I mean, people have pointed to the fact that, like, she kept a secret about Charles Smith for years. She kept a secret about being in the farm for months. But in the context of this episode If they told her at first She absolutely would run into Stormwall And be like Jughead's alive in your fucking faces 100%
2: Um, The fact that she was willing to put a camera In her daughter's face Days after her boyfriend (laughs) dies And is like I have some pretty probing questions About your relationship with your boyfriend Who's now dead
0: Are you fucking Archie? Yeah What's going on? That sounds
2: nice. Mom, it's a funeral right now. My Jughead's funeral. Can you please not ask me? No, if I'm smile hugging? for the
0: camera. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, that's good. HBO documentary, definitely. Yes,
0: also very funny about this uh, filming scene. Kevin is the cameraman, and his reaction to having to run two cameras at the same time, hilarious. Yeah, he's not happy about it. That no. is
2: not a union shoot. He
0: doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. She's like, set up these two cameras, do it. Yeah. But you want multiple angles. Yeah. You want a close-up. I, I love the terrible framing on the shot of Alice yeah. at the town with Pep's side, where yeah. it's like she's halfway below in the frame, completely centered up. There's too much space over her head.
2: That's the biggest addition I want to see for next season of Riverdale, is a real cameraman coming to town plot. Right.
0: To really help Alice. Uh, I noticed you have it. these incredibly searing documentaries where <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you interrogate your daughter about her sex life. I'd love to help. The guy that made the jinx is
2: going to happen to be in town. Oh, so, uh, throughout this doc, we have uh, Nana uh, Nana Blossom is uh, here, looking yes. like a straight-up witch. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> looks crazy and The she, blood This <laughs> town Has been built on And you think Alice is like Who should I talk to First for this Fucked up documentary Well, oh, let me talk to The witch
0: Well an interesting Thing that happened In these uh, Interviews So they interview Nana Rose And she talks about The blood that the town Was built on And then later They interview Pop Which is super sweet Super yeah. sad Where he's like I'm so sad about this town I just want to make burgers But yeah. he also mentions The blood That seeped into the soil Yeah so it was this strange... My grandfather
2: had a blood milkshake back
0: in the day. He is... His dad made a deal with Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Canonically in the comics.
2: Yeah. Uh, it was funny that he was like... He basically said, we invented milkshakes in this town. So right. like, we run this
0: shit. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good plot for season five. Yeah. The milkshake uh, deal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. running out of uh, <laughs> Steve here. The milkshake deal. <laughs> the milkshake deal. Oh God Why won't they give me A job writing for Riverdale <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everything with you Is a deal Yeah Alex. Um, So we have uh, Cheryl has an interesting role In this episode She does Not uh, Nice
0: um, Trying No I, I disagree Being nice In the Cheryl way Which is 100% supportive To the point That it is way too much Well and Right it, what, out of the
2: gate She talks to Betty Calls uh, her and Jughead Hamlet and Ophelia Which is like, fuck. Uh, up Kind of fucked up <laughs> Yes, yes. But uh, she
0: clearly does not like Jughead. Like, she yeah. loves Betty as her cousin, is yes. loyal to her to a fault. Yes. Doesn't like Jughead.
2: But that's still such an interesting comparison. Like, she could have gone Romeo and Juliet, any other lover, and all of. Uh, right. But Hamlet and Ophelia is like, they have like, there's never a love scene between them. Right. They're like barely. T- I literally saw Hamlet last night. Oh, really? At St. Uh, okay. Anne's Warehouse downtown in Brooklyn. And, uh, Like it's just a horrible fraught relationship where nothing goes well. Hamlet's a jerk the whole time. Then Ophelia dies. Right. Uh, So that was such a like. I was like, oh, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, Cheryl's going to have a bad episode. (laughs) Right. She has a very bright suicide watch. She puts on. Yeah, I didn't.
0: I didn't love that. I. It felt like given the tone of everything that I appreciated her being like, I'm worried about you. But it skirted the line of kind of making fun of suicide a little bit for me, yeah, which it was, I, uh, I, I... I was very iffy about that scene.
2: I, I mean, I buy that Cheryl would say something like that, yes. but it definitely felt a little... It was a little like... A, a show for that is so meta, it was like, whoa. It right. Me out and of it for a
0: to me, it felt like it, the reason for it was to motivate what happens with Cheryl later, yeah. which all of that worked. Like Beyond yeah. that point, it worked for me. You want to be like, Cheryl is on Betty at all times so that she can can see her with Archie later. Yeah. She can take the picture. She can support Veronica, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, All of these things that they set up, but that one motivating point, uh, it needed a little modulation.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, We get the scene with Brett and Betty that we've seen before. Betty's going through Jughead stuff. And Brett's like, i oh, see you at Yale, ponytail.
0: Yeah, see you there. There's a nice pizza place right outside of town that yeah. everybody goes late at night. We'll Connecticut get some- pizza. Look <laughs> it up on the internet. It's a thing. We'll go there. We'll get a pizza. If you want, like, half pepperoni, we could do that. Yeah, I
2: love you. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs>
0: you know who does love each other. We'll get to this in a moment, but um, I think Don is crushing on Betty a little bit in a weird way.
2: Well, there's a lot of sexual tension between everyone in this episode. Yes, um, and we get that in this next scene right out of the gate. I think this sort of the scene sort of set the bar. Archie and Veronica are like basically doing; they're like getting it right when the camera comes up on them, and then Archie leans on her hair. Happens yes, a lot. Sure, Archie. Uh, I wrote
0: down Archie suddenly bad at sex. That was my note. That I had
2: uh, for that yeah. Segment. I think it was sort of a trouble in paradise. <laughs> yes, I, I
0: think it was too, but it was a very funny, like, well, we're done here.
2: Well, and I like that Veronica's like, this is over. You slightly pulled on my hair in a way I did not like. Um, but also so much of the show is seeing all these uh, characters... Fuck each other like, yeah, like, like music way. And this was like, no music, Archie blows it.
0: Can I throw something out that I think I'm reading way too much into? And I think if anybody ever listens to our podcast, luckily nobody does, yeah, uh, I might get some hate for this on the internet. But when I was watching it again, the way that line is structured, so she goes on, he goes on her hair. They, he rolls off of her They're lying next to each other And Veronica says Are you thinking What I'm thinking about And th- the next line Relatively innocuous th- This is gonna be Just bear yep. with me For a second There is a pause In the middle Of the line And he says uh, She says Are you thinking What I'm thinking about And he says You mean Betty's hole.'" kick the hornet's nest plan. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a pause there where I was like, are you too wi-
2: Wow. Are you You're, doing what i That's you. <laughs> that's, that's me weird. being a fucking gross <laughs> weirdo. That's, your, nice. that's you being a weirdo.
0: Well, all right. We'll cut out this part of the podcast.
2: Uh, definitely. Uh, bring in the editor. <laughs> um, that's how editing works. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting, like, to... They've never done that where it's like sexy starts and then finishes, usually, right? Just like sex. And this way, huh. it started and then is, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, untimely. You'll figure it out. Untimely yeah. interrupted. Someday, um, and then interrupting. I'm hoping
0: to lose my virginity by graduation.
2: Yeah. Oh, cool. I have. I got a plot line for you. <laughs> um, Hermosa barges in. Um, yes. In a second interruption, Archie suddenly feels like a piece of meat with his yeah, abs. Yeah, he just
0: puts, up his, uh, so puts shy. up his little sheet there. I thought that
2: was very funny. Yes. Uh, cute moment. And he's like, who are you?
0: <laughs> We've
2: never met. I know, which I thought was also like, whoa, that's weird. you think, I always imagine all the characters hanging out after the episode ends.
0: Right. <laughs> like, let's <laughs> all go to the Bon e for a drink. see each other around.
2: Like, that's a wrap on uh, the show Riverdale that we star <laughs> right. in as characters yes. in this town.
0: Oh, see you for a drink?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's all go get a drink.
0: Let's go to the Maple Club.
2: What do you say, Gargoyle them- King? You want to grab a brew?
0: <laughs> oh, that's not <laughs> great to me. Uh, I'm Chick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, Hermosa's fucking with Veronica, and they called about her investigation um, we see the Hermosa stuff in this episode is interesting. It, it exists sort of outside of the main storyline, except for the very end. Right. Um, which I think, so we, I think we can talk about it all together. And she is just another new investigator
0: in, this, in the cast. It was, it was interesting. I really like Michelle Prada on the show. I think yeah. she's great as Hermosa. I love the way the scenes were shot as she interviewed the various parents like through the doorways, yeah. just a that was really, cool. really fun sequence. Yeah. Uh, and her coming up to them, each with different things. She had a casserole for Alice. Uh, she wanted to enlist Mary for some lawyerly advice. Uh, so all of that made sense and really fun. But it was all to get her to a place where she uh, reveals the information that she reveals at the end to Veronica, which was a swerve.
2: Yes. I think. Um yes, uh and it, it it makes Hermosa a character that was introduced at the beginning of the season, hasn't done a ton, but feels like she'll be important at some point. Right. I don't know how.
0: Uh, yeah. It felt like she was there as a foil to Veronica, and she kind of is that, but by the end, it feels like she is there for business reasons. Not, like, in the show business reasons, but business in terms of the script.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, she's moving things along. I did... One of the scenes I did like with her is when she gives Veronica the fake Monica passport. Oh, so funny. With the, like, picture of her... Like, do you think TSA will and check her obvious wig
0: uh, yeah. when she's Well, on no, the they'll run? be like, oh, the, you're Monica Posh. We got this identification from Rosa.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also love how Veronica then tears the passport in half. Like, a, she must have very strong hands.
0: I think she tore the ticket. I worried about that, too, because when I was watching I was like, how the fuck is she yeah, doing she is that? strong. Jesus That's like Christ. tearing a
2: phone book in half. Oh, my God. Uh, she's she's strong. Lifting. Yeah. She has a great reveal. She beats Archie in a boxing match. I would love that. End of the season.
0: End of the season. Yeah. You're going to kiss Betty again? I'll beat the shit out of you, buddy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now we're talking. Yeah. Um, We get uh, back to where we were in the documentary. F.P. really wrecked. He looks destroyed by this whole thing. Yeah. Um, Great acting from
0: from Skeet. Across the board. Just very good job here, particularly given the fact that by the end of the episode, we find out he knew the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. he sells it. he honestly to be skeet Ulrich sells FP sadness better than anybody else, and I think yeah. they're not they're purposely not trying, like everybody else is being very stilted, being very dramatic on purpose, yeah, but he is whole hog inside of it.
2: yeah, and I think maybe he was especially acting hard because there's a camera on them, which I think helps the device uh, right. of the episode. they had to really pretend that Jughead was dead for the camera. So this does make me think that last episode when Veronica was asking a bunch of questions about Jughead, yeah. when it was just the three of them, like if they all knew what that he was doing? alive, why was she asking questions?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If anybody was listening, I guess is the excuse. Yeah, I have to go back and watch that episode because I'm not sure how well that episode fits with this episode now. Right. I appreciated how yeah. had to get away with murder like walk that line between is he dead is he not. Yes, but now we don't. It, It felt like a different tactic here.
2: Well, that episode was all about not revealing. It was having a whole episode where we truly don't know anything that's happening. Setting up this episode where we get answers to all of the questions we had, basically. Yeah. By the end of the episode, most of the questions of the season have been at least pointed to.
0: Yeah. Which is, well, we should definitely talk about that at the end, which is kind of a fascinating place to be.
2: Uh, FP investigates Donna, finds um, his quill and skull pin. Uh, now this
0: is uh, Betty planted this Right Because yes. she found it In Jughead's things Yes So she put it in there Yeah uh, So definitely at that point Clear indication That they're working together
2: Yes And Donna picks up on that She immediately goes Into full acting mode Cries IDs Betty Says great line That her and Brett Were going in the woods To do what teenagers do Yes uh, Which is um, uh, TikTok TikToks,
0: right? Two TikToks, uh, uh, a TikTok dance,
2: and then Donna says uh, that it was Betty, Veronica, and Archie. Yeah, uh, and we get the scene that we've Hold seen on, before. You're,
0: you're skipping by something important, which is FP saying that's weak sauce, kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Jack dialogue. Yes, very good. Very true to the FP character. That's the, the
2: serpent part of him coming out.
0: Oh yeah, which They're is all about calling things weak sauce. Yes. yes, weak sauce, hot
2: sauce, weak sauce, hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I talk about stuff. I would love to see FP's TikTok. Yeah. That'd be fun I wonder that They should do character accounts In character for a, yeah. TikTok Smart
0: They did uh, Kevin was on Instagram I don't know if they still do it But he was definitely Like during the first And second season He was doing mm-hmm. Kevin's view Of what's going on At Riverdale High so That's Pacific, so funny yeah, I That was hilarious Yeah
2: uh, we get the scene we've seen of FP arresting um, the teens, the Riverdale three, handcuffing them, and they walk out and get their story straight as they're walking, yeah. um, which leads right into our uh, separate interrogations. Hiram's not happy. Alice sort of oh, says- well,
0: Mary just shuts it down. Yeah. And then Alice is like, you killed your boyfriend. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: she literally says, I was hoping for something like this. And it's like, what? No wonder you're going to tell her. It's- Crazy, I know. She's uh, wild. The,
0: the, the whole Alice thing, because like they never firmly established exactly what happened, but she killed the shady man in their house to protect Chick. Yeah, back in season two. So she's killed a person. Yeah, she is a very... Which is what I think she's talking about here. Yeah, she's like, we've all killed We've people. all killed people. It's no big deal. Yeah, I knew your darkness would come up eventually. Just admit that she killed Jughead. <laughs> it's so crazy. We're rid of him, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I have plans for his room. We're going to put in a podcast studio.
2: A lot of people get into investigating, uh, investigations and documentaries to find the dark underbelly of the country, of the world. Right. Alice is like... think that's fucked up? Listen to my theory (laughs) because she always has the darkest take of anybody. Right.
0: Well, But like if you want to talk about three characters there, Alice, Kevin and uh, Donna are the ones who are doing Riverdale theories in Riverdale on this episode. And Alice's are much blunter. They're all about like, oh, it's obvious to me what's happening. You kill Jughead. You're having sex with Archie. That's cool. I'm good with that. Like, so yeah. that's one read of the show. And then Donna's read of the show is just the very insistent commenter who's like, Jughead's not dead. Jughead's not dead. I don't know why. I don't know how he's not dead. And Kevin's the one who's like just throwing out the wild theories and just enjoying everything all the time.
2: Literally that Talk that is a perfect breakdown of our three takes on yes. this show.
0: Wait, who's who? Uh,
2: Pete's Alice, who's yeah. like impulsively, like, I get it, this is happening. <laughs> okay. That's a hundred percent Pete. Yeah, um, you are Donna. Okay, you're like getting into it, getting deep, and being like, I think Chuck, I want the answers. Chuck has, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I hope Archie and Betty get together
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the
2: Kevin, yeah, um, and like maybe I mean, they should good. kiss.
0: <laughs> I don't know, that would be fun.
2: This episode was like looking in a mirror for us. Oh, man. And I can't wait when they start a podcast on Riverdale.
0: I would love that.
2: Called Riverdale After Dark. where (laughs) where It's recorded at night. Hosted by Kevin. Yeah, hosted by Kevin. Alice and Donna. Let's get them together. All three of them. (laughs) They sit and talk about just the news Mm. of the town.
0: Uh, Hey, guys. Our sponsor this week is (laughs) Bob Steiner. And our <laughs> guest this week is Evelyn Everdever. You probably know her from being stuffed full of kidneys. Yeah. Um, Evelyn. So great.
2: <laughs> so great to have you here. Uh, it's great. That's the start of the mark the what WTF of uh, teenage murder.
0: Oh, my God. Very into that idea. Start uh, a podcast, Riverdale.
2: Yeah, listen up, change.org. We'll Riverdale. Change.org. Riverdale Writers Room. Let's see it happen. Yes. Um, so back into the story, um, they find out that it's not blood on the rock. It's uh, fake blood, which was, uh, <laughs> again, sorry, FBI. We
0: should also mention the was a Scream reference here. I'm forgetting the exact line, but uh, Skeet Orich in Scream has a line as Billy Loomis where he's like, corn syrup, that's what they used to make fake pig's blood in the movies. Oh. And he doesn't say that exact line, but he's like, corn syrup, that's what they used to make fake blood yeah. to Alice when he reveals The Rock, which gets them out of jail. That's great. Yeah, super fun. Uh,
2: super fun. Another Betty uh, scam, uh, Betty plan comes together. Um, <clears throat> and then we get this huge reveal out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, that Jonathan smeared Jughead's blood on the rock. Uh, Don and Brett are talking to each other. Yeah. And it's this is the first indication that it's definitely the Stonies. Well, yeah. We're trying to kill Jughead. We're like covering well,
0: kill, about- thought they killed Jughead. Yeah. Which later on Brett straight up is like, well, we killed Jughead. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. But that's, but that's Riverdale, right? Like, yeah. I think they've been doing such a good job of meticulously laying out clues of this plot line for so long that we're in the episode where it all comes out, or most of it comes yeah. out. It's all actually going to be laid out next episode. Um, but I, I thought that was great. Like I thought just like, great, let's get to it. Let's put yeah. it out there. All the secrets on the table.
2: And Jonathan, of course, the one who is smearing uh, Jughead's blood. He's the blood guy.
0: Right. He is the blood guy. He, as we find out later, <laughs> gets murdered Mur- but, uh, Murdered off screen at some yeah, point. Yeah, just dies. I've got very worried about Joan here. What's going on with Joan? Is she yeah, okay? I, let me say. Dead. No, She's got a target didn't. on her back. I, I will mention the only note that I wrote down for the scene is, ooh, I want a Stonewall prepped sweatshirt. Oh, that's they cool. look that's cool. You're good. a
2: bad guy. I am. You're a monster. You're a sociopath. I mean, I was very
0: into the farm last season, so I don't know what that says about <laughs> you. Yeah.
2: Uh, you're ready to join a cult. Yeah. Uh, and then, interestingly, after Donna and Brett are like, yes, we killed Jughead, Donna's like, nope, I think Jughead's alive now. <laughs> Yep. Um, and well,
0: I think Donna's whole thing this uh, episode is she's spinning out of control as yes. Betty just tightens the screws on her constantly. And that's why like she comes out and says that, essentially. And Donna's like, no, I got to push back. I got to push back. But as opposed to last episode where the Stonies were on top, it really is the Riverdale gang who is on top behind the scenes this entire episode. Yeah. To the point where Donna calls her at 3 a.m. Yeah, Uh, very romantic. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Um, and it's interesting her sort of arc across the whole season is she was like a little bit like uh, sort of just in the pack with Brett being sort of the figurehead villain, very restrained, very like uh, sort of specifically... Underplaying it, yeah. and now she was completely unhinged in this episode, which
0: I think—I mean—we'll probably talk about at the end. This ties into what is my biggest theory about Donna and what's going on with Donna and yeah. what the whole plan is. But we'll We'll, talk we'll about get there. That. We'll get yeah. there. Are you tired of the Riverdale teens playing games with the Stonewall Squad, looking for a game that will really take things to the next level? then you're going to want to play Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a casual matching puzzle game, so you can play it during commercials while watching Riverdale and jump in and out. It's also playable off the internet, so you can take it anywhere and still keep playing. Plus, things are always changing in the world of Best Fiends since they keep releasing updates. Even if you beat it, the game never gets old. Hey, I'm up to level 79 myself, and I'm still discovering new things every day. If you're on a budget, good news. This is a free download, and you can upgrade by paying for stuff. But there's no paywall. You can actually keep playing it for free forever if you want. And full disclosure, this episode was sponsored by Best Fiends. But also, I was playing it already, so it all worked out. Here's some info you want to know. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends.
2: Uh, so we get the memorial um, at, uh, they're planning a memorial at um, the uh, the Jughead. Uh, Wait, Betty did home. you uh,
0: did you skip by the whole Cheryl Tony scene? No, we'll get
2: there. They were oh, planning right, it, planning and then it, we go yeah. into, uh, which um, obviously we'll talk about in a second. Um, Archie's gym friends don't want a box with a murderer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I was like, this dude
0: does a bunch of crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, there was literally a murderer outside yeah. several weeks ago. A turkey exploded and everything.
2: Uh, yeah, there's a hostage situation. They're like, "Oh, boxes. box is if I'm going to be a hostage, but maybe a murder, uh, a teenage murder? Know. That's too much. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. Um and yeah, and then we get Tony in the dock being like, uh, yeah, Jughead and I hooked up. And Cheryl looks on as like clearly pissed.
0: Right. Well, no, she's not. She says uh, she is not being threatened by one loveless tryst.
2: Yeah, but I think she's pissed. I think yeah. that's one of the reasons she has a grudge against Jughead, is she knows that right. there was a, a thing. Between. Right,
0: there was a one night thing. Uh yeah. I like them referencing that though. I thought Me that too. was fun. And that also definitely tied it to the whole like uh Reddit wrote this episode type thing. Yeah. Because people are constantly like, what went on? What happened between Jughead and Tony? Did they have sex? Did they just get to third base? I need to know very specifically what happened on that yeah, night. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of touch on that here. But then we get, to, to me, the line of the episode yes. uh, where they turn to Cheryl and she says, I'm sorry I called Jughead a hobo that one time. And there's a pause. And then Alice says, Was, is that it? And she says, I'm really sorry I called Jughead a hobo that one time. Yeah. So funny. So funny. Oh, my God.
2: And, like, they're making Cheryl, and Cheryl's all over the place as a character in this show, in a great way. Yes. Like, you never know quite what you're going to get. And in this way, she is so, couldn't care less about the f- murder. Like, she's, like, almost a little, like, the fun sociopath of this show in this episode. Yes. Um, And it's just played really well where it's fun.
0: Well, and this was this was the point to me, I think this is about halfway through the episode, where it was definitely, like... I started to wrestle with the tone. And yeah. try to, because I, I don't know about you. I watch an episode and at the same time, I try to figure out, like, where are they going? Where are we hitting at the end? What's going to happen? And the fact that, like, they had this hilarious, insane scene with Cheryl and Tony where Cheryl is slagging off of a supposedly dead guy. And then they cut to Cheryl and Tony sobbing at his funeral. I was like, what is that yeah, happening here? Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Yes.
2: But I think all the characters on the show are a roller coaster of emotions. They yes. say one thing and then a scene later they're doing another thing. And I think that is intentional and i i like it as a play it just like like i mean there are a lot of shakespeare references in the show the one we talked about earlier but like in shakespeare's plays characters go from hot to cold scene by scene and the idea is like that's what it's like when you're young
0: go to see one fucking play
2: (laughs) i am a classically trained actor (laughs) uh so i do think like i like that as a just a full-on choice they're not afraid to have these characters be wildly in wildly different emotional states um in, in back-to-back scenes Yeah
0: um, well, I, I, I liked it yeah. It was just As I was trying to wrestle With what the idea Of the episode was What the tone What the theme was It was It was whiplash
2: Yeah uh, the best kind of whiplash, emotional yeah.
0: Whiplash, whiplash. Yeah, everybody loves that.
2: Uh, we get Sweet Pea, who's back, baby, yeah. uh, doing his best job of being like, what? Hey, wait, whoa, yeah. get out of here. Well, and keeping
0: Donna out of the funeral, which yeah. is a fucked up move. I mean, it only gets more fucked up from there in terms yeah. of what they're doing from their end. Uh, but them coming to the funeral is like, Pretty messed
2: up, but Betty, I, as we learn later, it's all part of her plan to have them be there and sort of yes. cl- slowly making uh, Donna specifically go crazy. I love they're like, "Why do you have a casket here?" And she's like, "It's a serpent tradition. They always have caskets. And I was <laughs> serpents like, always have I was caskets." Like, what a weird game tradition. Several times, the, a lot of times, the like the way they're earning they're earning money to the right. intense casket <laughs> budget for the serpents is out of control.
0: Yeah, that's why they sell drugs to begin yep. with. Is they got to pay for all the caskets. Exactly. Every function. Yeah. (laughs) Funerals, birthday parties, plots, bot mitzvahs. uh, Hey, we need more d'oeuvres. Another gang member died. (laughs) Get another casket.
2: Um, That was fun. Uh, Everyone's acting so hard. is very upset. The Sherlock Holmes passage that we talked about, uh, where they died locking horns, sort of a portent for the future, right. I think. It's
0: a tease, of course, to the Lockhorns, uh, yep. the comic book strip.
2: Famous, and that's a fun comic. It's, it's fun. Fresh, fresh jokes they every should Sunday. should get divorced. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> we bet. should write a fan letter. Oh, right. uh, no one knows the Lockhorns. No one knows who we're talking about. Uh <laughs> Uh, Family Circle Hive is uh, erupting <laughs> over their l- right <laughs> lack of mention next their to the lockdown. TikTok
0: is going crazy.
2: Um. So then we have the scene where FP calls Hiram mayor, and I was like, oh, yeah. all right." <laughs> I forgot about the political fortunes of this town.
0: Right. And so Hiram is like, maybe you should take some time off, which, frankly, a reasonable thing to say. Yes. And FP is like, you're fired me at my son's funeral. Does the classic, you can't fire me, I quit. Yeah. Uh, which I assume means now Hiram is the sheriff, because that's the way that works.
2: Yep. That's how it works in all towns. Sure. Uh
0: Is he going to get his job back next episode?
2: I think we're pushing FP back to being a serpent. Right. He needs to be sheriff for a lot of this stuff, but... You know, a couple of episodes back, he was like, "I can be a serpent and a sheriff." And right. now the sheriff function feels like it was mostly built around Jughead's murder. Right. Now he can just be a serpent
0: again, right? Well, he's got to spend a lot more time on casket management, of
2: course. Exactly. Uh, the casket—they've yes. uh, got backed-up caskets. They need to kill more people to fill right. up the caskets. I
0: mean, it's also—it's a move. We know he's leaving the show now, so it's getting him at a place where it's a little easier to extricate him from the town of Riverdale. Exactly.
2: And the sheriff—it's—you know how hard it is for them to flip over the sheriff's position, <laughs> right? Um, Do you want to be sheriff? Yeah.
0: You're a mayor. Do you want to be mayor as well? Okay. That's fine.
2: Sheriff, Dr. Dr. (laughs) Curdle, Sheriff, Dr. Curdle, morg mortician, party clown. (laughs) I'm into it. Yeah. I'll, I'll stab, make him everywhere. Yes. Uh, so then we have Donna questioning Jellybean, which I was like, oh, Yeah, fuck. that's the
0: part where that like she oh, questions Jellybean. Granted, we now know Jellybean knows, so it's actually okay. Yeah. But Donna getting in her face about it is pretty messed up. And then she gets dragged out of the funeral and tells Brett to, I guess, knock over the casket and see if there's a body <laughs> yeah. in there.
2: Yeah. And he, he and people stop him, Sweet Pea stops him, and he's like, she told me to do it. You heard mm-hmm. her. Yeah. I was like, that's not how things work.
0: The impression of Brett and Donna by the end, to the episode is classic Saturday morning, morning cartoon villains. Yeah, like, they're, straight up.
2: They're Boris and Natasha.
0: <laughs> yes, they're Boris and Natasha. And they're the Duke and the uh, whatever from Gummy Bears is what I was thinking yes. of. Yes. Oh, like, nice.
2: Okay, dookie. Yeah, wow. Great. Yeah. Deep ref.
0: Thanks. Uh, but yeah, she's uh, if there were two of them, like if Jonathan was still alive, she'd be like, "Why you knuckleheads?" and hitting them on the head, and they'd be like, "Sorry."
2: Yeah, there's a lot of, and it's funny. Again, it's there's a lot of humor in the way that they so funny. Brett went from being sort of the seeming mastermind um, to being this like just hench dumb yes. henchman yes. in like a matter of episodes, which is pretty wild. Um, uh, we get the scene with most. we talked about um, Then we get Kevin We get some, let's get into the Kevin stuff yes. uh, Kevin asked Betty if Jughead is secretly alive Sweet, naive Kevin
0: um, Yeah, so Kevin does not know this whole episode I no. think that's pretty clear Yeah. Uh, Betty, even though she's lying about it Is like, that is pretty messed up That you'd ask me if Jughead is alive But he's like, like we were talking about He's the rumors on the internet Like, hey, I heard from this girl Donna yeah. that Jughead's alive. Is that true? I just want to know. Just tell me. Yeah, I'm just going me back. To, I
2: choose, I want to believe this. I choose to believe this. So yes. now um, it's like if someone was crazy about like, oh, Barchi needs to get together for like months and even years. I mean, I mean that would that, be crazy. That would be a crazy thing <laughs> That would
0: be a crazy, thing, crazy to thing
2: to go on about. Oh, well, yes. I don't know anybody like that.
0: But uh, better than the Kevin is asking if Jughead is alive is... Uh, and he also in the interview. That's when he mentioned Chuck had is obsessed with Tom Sawyer. Is well, Reggie's reaction?
2: Yeah, that was very which funny. Is amazing, the best senior prank of all time. Yes. Uh,
0: uh, I, well, he gets interviewed by Alice, yeah. and Alice is like, "How are you feeling?" And he's like, "Sad. Yeah. Sad because I didn't get to do the coolest <laughs> do senior prank of all time."
2: And as always, Reggie was the one who knew the whole time. Yeah. I also think it's crazy that um, back to Kevin, he's like.
0: No, I think he's alive, because I
2: remember one time we read Tom Sawyer, and that happened in that book.
0: <laughs> Other things happened in Tom Sawyer. Yeah. I think he's painting a fence somewhere, is what I think. We also read Charlotte's
2: Web, and that's why I think Jughead's a spider, because <laughs> he likes writing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that whole, the logic there was a little loose, but yeah. uh, to your point from earlier, like, it it is true. Yes. Jughead is the kind of guy that would want to Absolutely. see his own funeral. yeah. Um, So, I think it works. And then we get into the real meat of this episode. Oh, yeah. Barchi at Pops. Cheryl sees them. There's some So, this
0: is uh, Donna... Pushing hard enough. And I think it's like, it actually makes a lot of sense to me emotionally and plan-wise why they do this, where it's at the point where Kevin and Reggie are like, nah, gets alive. It's cool. They could see their plan is starting to fall apart. Yes. And Donna is gaining the upper hand here, so they got to make a big move. Yes. And at this point, it, I thought it was so clear and so telegraphed in Lily Reinhardt and KJ Appa's performances as well as a little bit of Camilla Mendez's performance, but that, like, they are acting, like, straight-up yeah. acting. It's clear in that scene they're sitting at Pops, but we get the added information that Cheryl is there in listening range of what's going on.
2: And, of course, they don't bring Cheryl in on it. They just know Cheryl's going to do the most gossipy thing. She's the Absolutely. TMZ of this fucking show. Yes. She's going to shatter everything as long as she gets the story. Well, but
0: what she does instead is she sets up an insane memorial at <laughs> Jokin's locker <laughs> like.
2: In his locker, yeah. But he
0: doesn't have a locker anymore. He goes to Stonewall. Did yeah. they save his locker for him?
2: I also feel like Jughead probably did. I think he was, like, double registered in those schools. He would go to the school. Right. Yeah, he'd uh, just stop by. Um, but Plus, I think when you're in high school, you have your locker for your entire life. Right. Like, I go back to my high school and put stuff <laughs> in my locker all That's the time. That's
0: where I keep my jib sweats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your sweats. My
2: sweats. <laughs> you should switch to shorts. <laughs> yeah. Something to think about.
0: I wear a full-body uh, sweatsuit.
2: <laughs> you, it's like you don't even know the word sweatsuit.
0: <laughs> I don't. You're I like go I, to the you, gymnasium.
2: You don't go to the gym so hard you don't even know what the clothes are that <laughs> happen at a
0: gym? I uh, wear my uh, shoes, sandals. My headband for the gym. J- yes. When I work out have the uh, equipment.
2: Yeah, like the one where it, you put a, a little yeah, thing around a, your waist and it they, shakes you. They tie
0: you. you down and they tie your hands down and they operate on you. I yes. know what this is. The Don't, gym. They yes. put in abs like Archie Andrews. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, so uh, they just want to feel good. Um, they go to the, the music room, also known as the sex room. Right. Um, I'm glad they good.
0: recognize this, by the way. Anyway, exactly. That,
2: Again, a great meta moment of Veronica being like, right. the music room, which is where we have sex and everyone else you've ever had sex <laughs> with.
0: Oh, you only have sex in the music room. Uh, but Betty and Archie are there and they're done. Dialogue is so clearly scripted I like this because this fed off of the scene Where Betty was reading scripted dialogue In the last episode So even though we don't see Charles in the episode I think that sense of planning is felt And they're just sort of very resigned Being like We're gonna do this dialogue In case anybody hears us Or reads our lips or wherever And we're gonna do this We're gonna go through this kiss But But
2: Yes. Dramatic pause.
0: Yes. Uh, Real
2: quick. There's no sex in the champagne room, but there's always sex in the music room.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Betty and Archie, they're clearly scripted. Uh, They, he says, you know, I'll always be there for you. And there's a moment where she says, yeah, you have, haven't you? Yes. And even though. That's
2: real shit right there. That's real shit. Agreed.
0: Even though he has it <laughs> textually in the show.
2: Never, he's almost never been there He's her. never.
0: I don't even know if they know each other, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> uh, but, but in the text of this episode, there's a moment where she's like, oh, this does mean something a little more to me, I think.
2: Um, yes, and we'll talk about this more again later. But I do think the point of this episode, outside of advancing the more granular plot stuff that it is that what this season is about, is really opening up the that sort of relationship and that emotional thing that was a big thing in the source material in the comic books for yes. this uh, for the show but it's never been in the show except for in the, a little bit in the first season of Archie
0: yeah, being in between Yeah there was a brief kiss in the second season as well yeah. when they were on the black hood but like they've only t- they've only danced around it Yes and avoided it largely And rightly so yeah. I think like the buddy jughead relationship has been so strong I'm curious and nervous to see how they're going to play this out. Going,
2: I'm forward. curious and not nervous because <laughs> um, uh, so this was great. Uh, lots of uh,
0: Cheryl catches them kissing, takes a photo of them, it does a callback because she was the one that saw them kissing in the car.
2: Yeah. Uh, I did that love that line. Well, she just had a whole line. She had a whole speech prepared, but she's like, I'm always seeing you two fucking kissing.
0: <laughs> Why do I have to be this? She texts, uh, if you look at her phone, she texts uh, Tony, Reggie, yeah. Kevin, and more. Yeah. You only get to see the three of them, but clearly they have this whole barchy. But
2: there's a lot of text going off in the in Riverdale High. Yes. And then doesn't text Veronica, but tells her in the bathroom, and we get the scene that you described of Veronica going in and just tearing into them, burning hell to both of you.
0: Well, Burning into Archie first and saying, "Betty, it's okay." Again, totally scripted. Yeah. But Betty, it's okay, and then Betty shoots back at her, and she's like, "No, you're dead to me. Our friendship is over. That's it." Uh, Tody follows that up. Uh, with that's right, you tell him, girl, which is hilarious. Yep,
2: funny a little one liner. And
0: the two other notes that I wanted to mention uh, Veronica, when uh, Cheryl goes to tell her, and she's like, I don't know if I should tell you this, she says, We're maple partners. Please just tell me what's going on. Yeah. Which uh, everybody that's needs great. a maple partner yeah, in their life. Yeah, I know. God, I remember uh, my the, first maple partner. The other thing, uh, Kevin's reaction when Veronica actually mentions Miss Grundy as somebody that he fucked in the music room. Yeah,
2: he's like, Noted?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting piece of information there. <laughs> Gonna write that down gonna talk about that in this week's podcast yeah
2: riverdale after dark yeah uh then we get the scene we talked about Kevin in the documentary um, where he talks about closeted Barchie stands. He's literally speaking for me, I Justin, Tyler. I wrote it down Tyler. for you. I, oh, down for you.
0: Uh, I think there were a lot of closeted Barchie stands out there who have been waiting for this moment. We just hope that it's true. There are a lot of people who don't think Bughead should have happened. It was always supposed to be Betty and Archie. My man. I, my, I know I said this earlier. My brain. I was like, what? What yeah. is that? So right now? good. Twitter wrote this. Yeah. So uh, funny!
2: Twi- it was written right out of my heart onto the onto the show. Loved hearing it. Loved seeing it. Kevin's speech is perfect, uh, and I did like Barchi proves that Jughead is dead.
0: So <laughs> that's the, wait. Oh yeah, Barchi, right? Yes, yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that
0: I thought that was you saying
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin and I <laughs> are I mean, the same person. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think this line. Uh, Shows in this moment before I knew anything else that happens, I was like, "Oh, Betty knows Jughead is alive, and she um, yes. doesn't mind risking destroying her friendships and relationships to continue to win this fight with right. Donna."
0: This was definitely this was a big turning point of the episode yeah. for me. It felt like okay, Archie is in on this. Betty is in on this. Not one hundred percent sure about Veronica. Or anybody else, but like clearly they are play acting at this point. Yes. And I think that's great because like the pace of the episode, the way that it's edited, the way that it's acted, ramps up insanely by this point. I mean, it's pretty fast anyway, but like they know it was paced to the way the viewers are realizing things in the episode. Yeah. Which I think
2: is so smart and so in tune. That's the thing about this show, specifically this episode, is it's very in tune with us. Yes. The, uh, the people who watch and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Uh So yeah, then uh, we have the Donna scene, right? Donna confronts Betty.
2: Yeah. And it's just like, you're a nymphomaniac. I've seen it. It made it seem like Donna watches it a lot, absolutely. <laughs> like, she
0: obsessed with that sex tape. It was yeah. number one on her iTunes list. Yeah, uh, she, you think it's on iTunes? You think they're
2: making money on it? I watched it on iTunes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> again. The crossover into yeah, reality it makes is... a money there. Yeah, okay. uh,
0: but yeah, she's like, you can't go two hours without that. Yeah. Crazy,
2: it's wild. Yes, uh, and then. Uh, we get Betty in the doc talk about going to the sex bunker with food. Seeing Betty actually enter the sex bunker, I was like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Because yes. we've never seen the exterior of the bunker in that uh, in that way before. Right. A, a long shot far away with her being like, squeak,
0: squeak, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> opening a bunker. Like yeah, it, it was insane. Uh, the thing so that wild. I liked about this, because now we're on board and understand a little bit of what's going on with Betty, even though yeah. I think there's some still some questions in your mind when you're watching this. Is like this is clearly motivated by Donna being like you can't stop having sex. I don't. I still don't believe it. Yeah. Uh, and so I knew the entire time like they're going to the sex bunker. She's down there with Archie. She is just doing this for Donna and and so- Justin and Justin. Seeing
2: uh, them together is for Justin.
0: Yes. And Donna goes down and she does see Betty and Archie there. We find out later the Jughead is under the bed while they're making out. Oh, and
2: next to the dead body that's been there for tall many boy. years. Yeah. Tall boy. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, he's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And tall boy's like braids. Yeah. Brains. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Sarah Desjardins, by the way, who's playing Donna, so good. Her yeah. reaction here when they're screaming get out at her is so funny and yeah, so much like, fun. Yeah, uh. she's like,
2: ugh. Right. Whoa uh and uh it's a great scene uh Betty's back in the documentary admitting to her mom that she's like having sex with Archie in the bunker. Right. Then finally she's like, yo, can we turn this off? I have to tell you. Right. This and is then so Alice,
0: crazy. to the point, again, whatever you think outside of the episode, in this episode, to the point like they did not tell Alice because she would blab immediately, they turn off the camera. She turns it back on and she's like, so this is a conspiracy.
2: <laughs> she's like, it's not about murder. It's about something even crazier. Yeah. Teens fucking each other. <laughs> it's a cover up. It's a whole
0: cover up. Yeah. I can't tell you what, but. Anyway, who is going to watch this? We don't know.
2: Yeah, this tape is going to definitely sit in the... It's going to be a VHS. It's going to sit in their VCR for many years. Yes. Um, we get Veronica and Archie, uh, and Ver- Archie says to Veronica that uh, she's the only girl for him. Right. Proving also, also, that she is definitely not.
0: Well, so let's talk, because there's these two scenes back to back again in terms yeah. of the pace speeding up. Uh, you get Veronica and Archie in bed. They're like, wow, we really pulled one over on them. Good job. And Veronica says she got that from Helen Mirren's master class. So yep. shout out to Helen Mirren. Yep,
2: Mirren Good getting the love. Good for
0: business. Um, and they... Archie immediately affirms himself to uh, Veronica, and then we get the big reveal in the bunker. Betty's there. They have a great, well-composed shot. Beautiful. Revealing Jughead is there. He's alive. He did Fine. get hit with a rock. His beady protected him. Yes,
2: his very thick
0: beanie. Very thick beady protected him. His
2: Kevlar yarn be- <laughs> beanie.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, so he did get hit uh by the rock, uh, but that saved his life. Uh and they have the same conversation. Jughead asked Betty, Did you have any other feelings? And she's like, No, of course I didn't. Yeah. Uh and I do think in these scenes they are being true. Like, I do think like here's the here's the complicated thing we're gonna have to deal with going forward. I think even at this moment, yeah, Betty com- l- complicated, complicated. <laughs> Betty loves Jughead. Archie no. loves Veronica, like yeah. they do, but th- people can have complicated emotions where they have Definitely. feelings for more than one person at the same time. Been like, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I <laughs> thought you were going to elaborate.
2: Uh, no, uh, I would never. have some spots. I would never. Um, uh, no, I agree with you, and I, I think they are being honest in this scene, but um, I think uh, the scene we get... Um, I mean, we can just get there. That's what happens next, basically. I I
0: do want to mention one other thing. Uh, So there's a couple of other cute things that happen in the scene. She uh, makes a new beanie for him, puts it on his head, just like in the season three premiere. He put his beanie on her head, so very cute throwback there. She had the time to learn uh, knitting. Uh, And we also find out that Charles F.P., Jellybean, Dr. Colonel Jr., and Mary Andrews all know, as well as presumably Archie and Veronica. Uh, And uh, there's one... Important thing that Betty says here, because they're very confident at this moment, right? Yes. She says to Jughead, when you don't have confidence, mistakes are made. And yep. that's their whole plan yeah. to get it over the Stonies. They're confident now, and they make a big mistake. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was interesting and well-structured. It's kind of just very casually thrown in there. Yeah. But it points to the mistake that Betty and Archie and Jughead in particular are making. What, what's, what do you mean? The milkshakes.
2: Ah, I see. Yes. yes.
0: Uh, which is kind of a sketchy mistake, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, but to get back to the Barchie thing, though, so I think like I think the couples are being true to each other in that scene.
2: In their scenes, their separate scenes, yes.
0: But then,
2: but there's a reason this scene comes after those scenes. The Veronica scene. The scene with Betty and uh, Archie texting.
0: There's a scene before there's that, a scene, though. Yes. Uh, Veronica, Veronica in the dock. Yeah, she's being interviewed. And Alice is like, do you have a problem with my daughter fucking (laughs) your
2: boyfriend? (laughs) You like that? And Veronica's like, Alice,
0: please,
2: (laughs) end of this documentary. I am a teenager. This
0: is literally illegal. Uh, But Veronica, when she's like, no, I have absolute confidence. I have no problems in my relationship with Archie. I completely trust them. She doesn't. She has doubts. Yeah. Um, And I think if there is anything, even more than Betty and Archie, I think the thing that could potentially tear them apart are the doubts that Veronica and potentially Jughead have.
2: Yeah, I think um, by the end of the season, there's going to be, I agree with you, I think it's going to end up being Veronica and Jughead who are the ones telling Betty and Archie, like, there's something going on here. Yes, Because I think what Betty and Archie, based on this text scene, are going to start having is something that they are not in control of. Yeah, that's like, that's like a little secret romance that they've always sort of believed in. Right. Um, and we've all always believed in our hearts. It's just some of yeah. us were brave enough to say it
0: yeah. out, <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Just like Kevin Keller, uh, Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we get this text conversation. Very, very rich. Uh, just, so much oh, going on there. Like, I
2: was just drinking it up. Yes. Uh, eating it up like just the best. Yeah. I uh, hope I was not a bad kisser.
0: Yeah. Winky face. And then he types out "lol," no, it great, or something like that, yeah. and adds "happy to do that anytime. anytime." Deletes it, but before he deletes it, we get a shot of Betty seeing the three dots. Seeing dots, so it's clear that they're both like the telltale
2: dots. Is the what tell-tale they call dots,
0: them. The deleting, and then they do kissy face goodnight, which is relatively innocuous. Kissy face, kissy face. That's a strong. Emotion. I send all of my friends kissy faces. I haven't got. And any. I kiss them. Right yeah. On the mouth. <laughs> yeah. <And I laughs> How kiss- am I going to transfer coronavirus I- yeah. between <laughs> yeah. my
2: friends? I know you are. Uh, it's odd that you haven't admitted to be patient zero yet, when you clearly are.
0: I mean, that's what this podcast is for. Yeah.
2: Good. Glad to be sharing a room with you as usual. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the door is open here. Uh, Barchi is rising. Text Barchi is here.
0: Sure. We'll see what happens I don't know I'm still I'm concerned Nervous That this is gonna be like Same as season two It's a one and done type thing uh, Where They've opened this door If they can figure out a way To organically explore it That is respectful Of all of the characters I think it would be great and exciting and interesting to see. Well,
2: respect of all the characters. There's going to be heartbreak. Sure.
0: Uh, I, I'm saying in, in terms of the writing, like if yeah. we cut in next episode and Betty and Archie are making out and they're like, we're really getting whatever. <laughs> getting yeah, we Veronica. got you.
2: We got you, Donna. <laughs> it's like, what?
0: Yeah. That would not be good. But if they can figure out a way to make it hurt in the right way, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh so then we get over to Brett. Uh he's polishing some watches, it looks like. Uh yeah, classic and it, rich person and this activity. This is where we get the big mistake. Yeah. Which is that it is impossible for two people to have three milkshakes.
2: Yes. Disgusting.
0: It never happens. Drinking two milkshakes? It's crazy that Brett is like, what was there? Like five burgers? What are you talking about? Yeah. Donna. And she's like, no, there were three milkshakes. <laughs> yeah.
2: A bigger clue. Um and Brett, because I think While this was, like, the smoking shake, the smoking gun milkshake, um, I I mean, Brett so hard doesn't go for it. And then Donna slaps Brett, (laughs) which was great, and then admits that they killed Jonathan. Yeah, So, like, a series of big reveals there. um, But it makes me think that we're just in full unhinged Donna mode. Yeah. But unhinged Donna, because she is right about the third milkshake. Yes. And that's a very Jughead thing to do, is to be, like, see the clue of the third milkshake. Um, and be like that's, that's it
0: Yeah Well that's the funny thing About Donna Is she's actually correct This entire yeah. episode Like yeah. she's Spinning out of control Emotionally But she is 100% accurate At every single point Across the board Yeah She knows what's going on And then we get The big reveal At the end Hermosa passes Some information To Veronica She brings it To everybody In the sex bunker And yeah. they find out That Donna Sweet Is not Donna Sweet's Real name And that is the clue That Jughead needs To bring everything To Together, And we're going to get the big reveal of that the next episode. Great. So before we get into all of that and reading your questions. Wait, do
2: do you you want to talk about the, oh, there's going to be theory. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll talk about theories. I think
0: we should read Pete's statement first. Yes, definitely. Uh, This is my mistake for asking Pete for a statement. So I apologize. Huge mistake. Big mistake. Uh, He says, should I read it in a Pete voice or just read it? Well, uh, I don't know. That's well, risky. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just read it in a yeah. uh, This episode almost made me quit watching the show forever. I was so fucking mad when Betty and Archie kissed. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was at work and had to cover my own mouth. Versus that's somebody good. else's mouth,
2: and that's good because coronavirus. Don't be touch- shouldn't be touching your face, let alone anyone else's <laughs>
0: yes. face. Because I was yelling, "No!" So much crazy shit in this app. Then, when I thought my heartache was over, we saw the texting kiss, and then he put the kiss emoji. I told you, we text each other. I think he's
2: the- indicating a very specific yeah. thing there that he emoji wants to kiss you. Is,
0: oh, uh, on the mouth.
2: Definitely. That's right. what the emoji's doing. He's,
0: he's done for then. Uh, emoji's real. They send kisses back and forth. I hope you are happy, JT Sizz. You are getting your wish, and it is ruining the show we all love, For exclamation points. So much stuff up in the air. Chicken FBI, bro. <laughs>
2: This it. turns into a rant. I think you can stop this at <laughs> no, any point. I'll just plan. read
0: these things real quick. VHS tames. Baxter Brothers books. Is Betty going to yell or is Jughead? Donna Brett evil pledge. Jughead. Two G's in Jughead. Yeah. Uh, body or he was drugged. Also two G's, uh, appropriately. <laughs> uh, evil sister of Veronica wants for family business. Mr. Jones out of job. Evil mayor is now sheriff. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that we've been recapping the show for four seasons nonstop, and he still doesn't know the characters' names.
2: It's crazy to call Hiram Evil mayor. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, such a small part of what he is.
0: Yes. Uh, and also, uh, just I can't believe that was the longest text message Pete has ever sent to us in yeah, 14 years.
2: I know. It's like, who just keeps going.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, lots of questions, lots of theories, and we're already running a little long on this one. Uh, but uh, can we keep going yeah, for let's a little do it. bit? All right. Let's go for it. Uh, so this is from Lauren Rod 1229 on Instagram. Do you think there is any connections from Riverdale past that is in the preppies? Also, are we going to learn everything that happened that night in the next episode? Yeah. Uh, stick to the second one first. I guess we don't know. We haven't seen it. But yeah. the implication based on the promo is, yes, they are going to lay everything out. And at least...
2: Here's, we're going to get Jughead's POV. Yeah,
0: exactly. Is what I think. And I think we're going to find out what was happening with his dead body. Uh, we're going to find out how they got away with it. Uh, we're going to find out who Donna is. And I think I think, based on the fact there was some interview Sarah Desjardins did with some other podcast, which is crazy that there's other podcasts, uh, but she said that they wrapped with episode 16. Uh, so I think we're going to be done with Stonewall, but I cannot imagine with six episodes left in the season, That we're actually Going to be done With the storyline Yeah Like I think there's still More to come
2: yeah, I think Donna feels like she's emerging as a villain that will last the whole season, even as we have to get back to the videotaped uh, door door fronts, the, the front porches, and the chick and Charles stuff.
0: Well, and to the first question, let's talk about the Donna identity thing. Do you think there's any connections with Riverdale's past, with the preppies? I mean, I think it can't be a name like, well, of course, she's Donna Rockefeller.
2: Yep, that, true. That is, Donna Trump. Uh, ooh, <laughs> man.
0: It's... <laughs> <laughs> that would be whoa. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Fine. Going for it. I hard. Guess. Hard. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be some connection to somebody in the past. I, we don't know if her first name is Donna, but assuming her first name is Donna, her last name is an indication of something else. Do you have any major theories, or should I hit you with mine?
2: Um, I the first couple the uh, the couple that I thought of were uh, Donna Honey. Yes. Uh, that feels like an unexplored yeah. area. Um, but then it's like What is Is he Then is Mr. Honey Principal Honey uh, Somehow embroiled With uh, Charles and Chick
0: Yeah I think so Like yeah. I, I think the Honey thing Makes sense Because to go from Sweet to Honey Like yeah. that's a pretty yeah. Easy lift right there Also he showed up At the beginning of the year There's certainly Thoughts that he is evil In some way Also Death. the 19th episode Is titled Killing Mr. Honey So it feels like He's got to be involved In some way And that yeah. would very nicely Move the action Back to Riverdale High yes. So my suspicion at this point is that we're done with Stonewall. Jughead comes back to Riverdale High. And whatever mystery we have with, like, DuPont, the Baxter brothers. Yeah. His grandfather. Back. His grandfather,
2: who we saw, and then never again. Right.
0: And then disappeared. Yeah. I think that's got to come back. That's got to tie to Honey in some way. So we won't have all the clues. But uh, that seems the most straightforward to me.
2: Uh, does it sound crazy if um, the... Because the grandfather felt like he wasn't a big enough character that we need to see more from him. We just need to know about him. Yeah. Does that mean that maybe Mr. Honey is another son that he had who is maybe uh, Jughead's uncle making Donna... If she's Miss Principal Honey's daughter, then is she Jughead's uh, relative?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sure, that's possible. I mean, a couple of other quick ideas that I'll throw out about Donna, uh, just uh, some theories. Like, a lot of people are saying, oh, she's probably Donna DuPont. That feels like... Uh, a little too wa- close. A little too close. It wouldn't add anything, necessarily. Yeah. Uh, the one that I did like, that I think is actually like slightly too off, though it makes sense, is Donna Evernever. Right. Uh, because she knows... She was already talking to Evelyn, clearly has it out for everybody. But to me, the Evernevers are Betty's villain, and even though yeah. Betty got involved, this is about Jughead. Agreed. The other one that I'll throw out there, though, that I think would be kind of a wild swerve, which gets into the thing that I was uh, hinting at earlier, is if she was Donna Peabody... And she was actually Penny Peabody's daughter right? Because to me Penny Peabody is the main person who has it out For Jughead it's like, Specifically, I, fucking... I sort
2: of said I will kill you yes.
0: <laughs> Kidnapped his dog and yeah. tried to kill him One time uh, the last time That we thought he was dead So here, here's my crazy theory That's almost based on nothing But like if she is Donna Peabody If she is Penny Peabody's daughter She has come from nothing right She's yeah. been brought up in a gang Just like Jughead She manages to fake a uh, Use a fake name, Donna Sweet. Get in with all the preppies. Get into Stonewall Prep. Build up this reputation for herself. Build up this life for herself. And the Jughead comes in in like one week, gets all the recognition that she's ever wanted. Right, and that could be a very clear like motivation of. Man comes in, get what she wanted. She as a woman has worked forever and gets none of the recognition. Also has this family grudge from Penny Peabody. In my mind, I feel like that works a little better as a one to one. Potentially.
2: I think, I think that works, but I I've always seen Penny as sort of a mini boss. Yeah. And that would put her on in sort of God level status of <laughs> yes. boss. Yeah, um true. if this if she's part of that. So I would be still surprised about that. I think Donna Honey's the, the cleanest one for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. Donna Grundy. Uh, That would be crazy. (laughs) That would be crazy. (laughs) Yes. A couple of other quick ones. Uh, Ashley Sizemore on Twitter says, Donna has totally escaped Farmy, right? And I think we kind of covered that, but I feel like probably not. I would be
2: surprised about that. Though, I mean, it does the farm will return i feel like we've been clinging on to the ever totally. uh who knows
0: I, I hope we bring back evelyn i love her yeah uh x sprouse heart snack x on instagram says all caps no barchi please and then followed up with i know it's not a theory but still laughing my ass off <laughs> <laughs>
2: um and let me say like i know i'm a the barchi person on this podcast and i responded with a uh uh, Barchy gif uh, to Alex to, to uh, a <laughs> tweet uh, on our account. Whoever
0: tweeted it, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. A uh, tweet
2: on our account and uh, got some fire from it. And like, I like, I think Bughead is fine. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not t- trying to say <laughs> To shit on Bughead. I'm just saying that's uh, what I'm chasing. That's what I love.
0: Yeah, I I actually like. I said I would be bummed if they don't follow up in it some way, but I hope they do it in a way that doesn't alienate the entire fan base of Riverdale. And, and I, I trust that they I trust will. that they'll do it right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a couple of other quick ones from Twitter. Homeless Odyssey on Twitter says, "I just wanted to say that I'm really, really sorry for calling Pete a hobo. Repeat, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> yep. guess. Uh, this is from Nelson. Seeing as how you guys recently attended Monday Night Raw, out of all Riverdale cast, which ones would you want to?" See in the WWE ring.
2: Wow. Uh, I We're mean, big th- wrestling
0: fans now. We
2: are, clearly. Um, I, the easy answer is Hiram. Uh, oh, yeah. Hiram he's would be wide. perfect. Uh, he's, first off, he's as jacked as a lot of those wrestlers. Yeah. Um, and he could go in there and just be a great heel. Like yeah. a big money heel, come in there and just like be a jerk.
0: Yeah, I will say uh, they included a, a gif of Archie and Mad Dog. Mad Dog would be pretty good as well. Mad Dog would be great. There are I mean, Archie in there. Yeah, why not? Tag team. Tag team. There you go. Uh, Jody says uh, on Twitter, I am very certain that Donna has a link to either Penny Peabody or Mr. Honey. Also, they had me fooled with the Archie and Penny stuff and I'm just glad the universe is back to normal. LOL.
2: That's nice. Enjoy that because <laughs> it changes.
0: <laughs> uh, Ryan Hetzla, number one Chony fan on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if number one, but definitely big Chony fan on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> wow, says <laughs>
2: controversial take. No, I think
0: Vanessa Morgan is probably the number one Shoddy fan on Twitter. Uh, what do you think the significant Shoddy moment that happens at the end of the season will be? They've teased there's a significant moment. I don't know if it's the end of the season, but it's definitely coming. A lot of people are like, they're going to get engaged. That feels a little far to me.
2: Yeah. I mean, what else could it be, though? They live together. They know. They're pretty dedicated to each other.
0: Yeah, I really have no idea. Go to... I mean,
2: Getting engaged Makes total sense
0: Yeah I, I feel like That makes sense as well And I guess Some couples do Right de- after yeah, high school
2: Definitely And it's not to say That it'll all work out I could see then That being a major Plotline next season Is the difficulty
0: Of <laughs> people who are Like 17 Getting yeah. married uh, Two other quick ones Uh Ginblit says Do you think FB the first Is going to come back To play Definitely thought That's where Jughead Was going to be hiding out Love you guys And the podcast Aww. oh, Thank you so much
2: That's a good theory Um that Jughead was hiding out with a grandfather that would have made a lot of sense especially if he was there to which they alluded to a little bit that Jughead was there working on writing he was in the sex bunker writing
0: uh, to to your point that you made earlier, I think they got to tie it up in some way, but we don't necessarily need to see him again. Yeah. They just need to kind of reference what his role in everything was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the last one, this is from Sam FIFA Brit. I'm surprised by the choice to reveal Jughead as alive so soon, and the next time trailer uh, makes that public to everyone, because I'm not sure where they're going to go from here, nor am I sure where Charles and Chick, and the tapes get into all of this no theories, just confusion Massive crying face Uh, Yeah, I agree There's so many things That they threw out there At the beginning of the season And the Jughead death mystery Has been the major mystery To tie it up In 16 episodes And In really two episodes Yes Is Classic Riverdale
2: Classic Riverdale And I think It just goes to show That no matter what we think They always upset expectations and do something wild and interesting but like is so different than what we have thought
0: i just feel like for the arc of the season though with six episodes left everything needs to connect somehow right like it would be weird if you had a 16 episode story that was teased in the season three finale and then six episodes about the graduating high school yeah so there's got to be a connection there. We have to have a payoff about the tapes in particular. And
2: I still am uh, standing by my theory that it's a hypnosis thing and we're going okay. to get um we're going to get that being like Chick and Charles have been working together to take over the town for some reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's going to be similar to last season where we almost had like two villains going simultaneously or if it will be one big plot and you know what? I'm excited to find out. Me too. Before we wrap up, MVP for the episode. Who's your MVP?
2: Uh, I mean, that's a tough one, Um, but I'm going to have to go with, uh, as I always do, Betty. uh, All day, air day.
0: You're always saying that. Always saying,
2: Betty. I mean, so much going on in this episode. She was, in the last two episodes, I'll combine them because she had to play so many different things. Lily Reinhart, like being... Uh, sad about Jughead, but also like ice cold about it because she knows he's not dead and is just working this plot. And just uh, the way she sent that text to Archie, cementing the rise of Barchie was... uh, (laughs) Uh, exciting!
0: There were so many great performances in this episode. It's so much fun in this episode. It's definitely a tough call. I kind of want to go with Cheryl, yeah, just I was because say, she had my favorite line. Cheryl. No, but I, I'm going to pick Kevin this episode. Yeah, he has not been featured for so long, but Kevin was all of us in this episode. He's my guy, and, and it was just so wonderful, so delightful. Yeah, uh, just uh, such a great move that, like I mentioned, for me, crisped in the whole tone of the episode. It felt like. I, it explained what they were going for And yep. I appreciated that quite a bit Great stuff If you want to support this podcast Patreon.com slash comic book club Also we do a live show every Tuesday night At 7pm at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York Come on by and we'll chat with you about Riverdale Socially you can check us out on Twitter At Riverdale After On Instagram at Riverdale Dark And on Facebook Riverdale After Dark Comic Book Club Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast More iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher Or the app of your choice to listen and subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us a comment. They help us a lot. And we'll see you after dark. Barchi has risen.
2: Kiss emojis
0: to all. Night.